0: Anyone got a
1: pencil?
0: Hello, my name's Mark, and I'm the host of the Mixtape Podcast, where every week on the show, I will ask my guests to make up an imaginary mixtape. They'll give it a title, and pick six tracks. Track one what's going to be your intro track, your attention grabber, your track one side one that's going to draw me in and make me want to listen to the rest of your tape. Track two, pick a song that you sing loud and proud when you're on your own in the car or the shower. Track three, pick your favourite cover version. Track four, pick a song you wish you could have played to your 18 year old self. Track five, pick a song that you would put on your mixtape to let the listener know that you are romantically interested on track six, I'm going to ask them to pick something a little bit obscure, maybe a B-side or an album track. Don't forget to smash that follow or plus sign at the top of the page, and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. And you can follow me on Instagram, at The Mixtape Perth. Hope you enjoy this week's chat. Hello and welcome to this week's Mixtape show, and today it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Jim Wald from Sparta to the show. How are you, Jim? Good, how are you? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate, very well. So you're bringing the tour to Australia in May next year. I'll just crash through the dates real quick. It's May the 16th, the Trifid in Brisbane, May the 17th, Metro in Sydney, May the 18th. Croxton Band Room in Melbourne, the 22nd of May is the Gov in Adelaide, and as always, saving the very best till last, the 23rd of May, the Rosemount Hotel in Perth, touring.com for tickets for those. Has it been a while since you've been to Australia, Jim? It has been, yeah. I was there in 2012,
1: it was the last time I was there, so this is the longest stretch I've ever been since starting to go, yeah, so I look forward to it, it's been a minute
0: yeah yeah, no, it has it has for sure and you're performing the the wiretap scars album in full this tour is that right that's right yeah start to finish so how is that like in terms of like sort of set dynamic and and preparation for the tour like how is that different to to, like what your normal set sort of preparation would be for a normal tour so
1: some of this is songs that haven't been played in a very very long time And one thing that we realized early on, so just like a bit of a bit of work, sort of relearning stuff. We play as a three piece now as well. So there's like a little bit of guitar acrobatics for me going on. But I love it. I really love it. I love a three piece so much. Such a good, a good feel. Part of the, the set that we figured out really early on in the tour is that if we play the whole album front to back without really saying anything, it allows people to kind of go into this time machine and sort of. It's just a different, it's a different feeling than a regular show. It really is. So we, yep. we just sort of start, we don't say anything. We just start playing. And then yep. 50 minutes later, we stop and say, thank you. That's about it.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Well, well, I had last week on the show, I was speaking to Danita Sparks from L7. And she was was saying they're doing a similar thing with Bricks are Heavy at the moment. They're in Australia this week. And she was saying like, it's hard from a point of view of like, Wargasm is the, obviously the first track on the album. And it's like a really hard one to play yeah, and sing. Same. And it's like you 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 like to go yeah. in sometimes, you know, with a warm-up vocally and you know with the old fingers and that, especially if it's a cold night. And yeah, she she said it was it was a completely like sort of a curveball, like going in straight off that's, the bat with a trick like that. That was like
1: the easiest. I mean, that that was the easily that's the hardest part of doing this is starting with cut your ribbon. It's it's a yeah. full-on banger. It's the first song that yeah. you know. Yeah, it's rough. So it, there was like a learning curve on that one, but but you know we're there and and now it's it feels very natural, so it's okay. But yeah, yeah the first couple of shows were were a little scary for me. That's such a <laughs> it's such a big note, you know, to sing. Yeah, but, for sure.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Now it's all good. Now it's all good. I wanted to ask you as well. Excuse me. We we sort of had this penciled in for a week or two ago, and then I got the email from John to say. And um, we postponed because because you, you broke your collarbone. How did that come about, yeah. Mike? Tell me it was rock and roll sort of accident, like you were crowd surfing or something, and not you just fell off a ladder cleaning your gutters or something like that. Well, it's kind of in the middle. I fell off the stairs loading out, so ah, it was
1: after the, it was enough. after the last show, and yeah, I just missed I missed a step, and luckily we have like five months off. We don't have another show booked until Australia, so we had a big oh, okay. we have a big long break this time of year, yeah, yeah. and luckily. It happened then, and not in the middle of the tour. So, because it's a, it's like a twelve-week recovery. So yeah, I'll be yeah. this stupid thing for a while, and yeah. um But yeah, it was sort of in the middle, in the middle of yeah. rock and roll and, and falling yeah, off the ladder at yeah, yeah. my
0: <laughs> When when John told me, I was like, "Oh, I bet he was crowd surfing or something at a show, <laughs> no. and he just like dropped him or something like that." Yeah, that would uh, be hilarious. No. Well, not hilarious. Yeah. I mean.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um and. When you're sort of talking about Australia, Jim, I noticed you're sort of a veteran of, of the big day outs. And I always like to ask bands when when they're coming back to Australia. Obviously the big day outs sort of finished up now as as a as an event. But what, what are some of your like memories? Every sort of band I've spoken to so far have got nothing but but positive, happy things to say about the tour and the sort of family atmosphere that it sort of created. And I remember Rick from from Ash called it the big day off. Because there were so yeah. many like sort of breaks and stuff in between, in between. How did you? How was it for you, mate?
1: I mean, a lot of us refer to it as the greatest festival to ever exist on earth for for us yeah. for rock and roll. It's given me some of lifelong friends. You know, last night Queens of the Stone Age was here in El Paso, and I got to go and hang out with Josh, who I consider a big brother and a mentor. Right. Um, yeah. I met him at Big Day Out. That's that's where we. Yeah we met and connected and bonded and have been friends for 20 years. I made lifelong friends with the Coldplay guys. That's a band that I normally probably wouldn't have crossed paths with. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, unless it was a festival like that. We got to spend a bunch of time in hotel lobbies drinking and listening to people play piano and going yeah. to each other's sideshows and seeing, you know, like, again, I probably, that's a band that I probably never would have spent much time with, even though I like their band. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah. we wouldn't have been on tour together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think Big Day Out gave all of us like these kind of it makes people accessible amongst each other, you know, like maybe not to fans as much as like other bands. But you can be a small band and be hanging out with some of the biggest bands in the world and you get to learn that they're 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 great people. Sweet. You know, I had a. I was walking through a lobby on the 2003 I want to say 2003, big day out. I was walking through a lobby of the hotel early in the morning because, you know, all of us have different jet lag issues going on. Um, And Taylor Hawkins waved me over and said, eat breakfast with me. And so I got to have a meal with Taylor. Things like that don't normally happen, you know, and it it would just it just happens to be that, yeah, he saw my band play. He liked it. He said, come eat breakfast. We got to spend an hour just just being dudes hanging out. And yeah, that's like a that I'll have forever sort of that first hangout with him and, and what turned out to be, a you know, a little bit of a friendship when we'd see each other and a, and
0: a really sweet guy. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I think it's much lamented, the fact that it's, that it's not going anymore by by the sort of Australian music community. We we really miss that. And there's nothing really that sort of come along and, and sort of replaced it. There's a few over East, but being in Perth, it's it's kind of tricky because I think from from what I sort of know about the, the live music industry in australia quite often events like that perth is kind of like subsidized by the by the east coast shows because it's so far away and bringing all the gear yeah. over and, and everything's so much more expensive here because we're so much further away i think the same company that, that that um operate lollapalooza now sort of have the sort of rights if you like to to use the big day out name but they haven't resurrected the the um festival in, in any way shape or form which is which is a real shame I wanted to ask you very briefly. One of my most sort of memorable moments of of ever seeing a, a live performance was one arm scissor on on later with Jules Holland. Amazing, powerful performance. Like it's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. And poor Robbie Williams going on like <laughs> after, his face was an absolute picture. Like what what are some of your memories of of playing on Jules Holland and and yeah and and how was that for you? I think we
1: were just, you know, that's that's like the chemical reaction of when you take people that are uncomfortable in a situation and 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 film it (laughs) because we weren't used to that world yet. You know, like we had very little experience playing any any sort of televised thing. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I mean, we, we were definitely, you know, most of us came from the punk community and and we were still a little bit hesitant as to what was happening with our band. It was it was a hard it was, you know, like all bands that come from where we come from and get popular. There's like a there's like a growing pains. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so that's mm-hmm. just our nervous energy. <laughs> like that's just our nervous energy happening. Yeah. And and Robbie was great, honestly. And I got to spend <laughs> a little bit of time with him at the yeah. Brits later oh, in that yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Um, And, and you know, hang out with him for a bit and actually get to talk about music and, and yeah. tattoos and uh, it yeah, was cool all- he, he was he was, yeah. he was really really nice and he was very respectful and very you know he could have he, he almost got hit with the chair that's the whole thing that happened so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, l- yeah. luckily we didn't we didn't kill one of england's beloved pop stars but it was it made for an interesting night you know it's just such a wild group of people like with jules yeah,
0: is it's an absolute institution and and it's one of those shows that I, yeah. I still follow on, on on the YouTube channel, so I can't see it. But every week it comes out, I still watch it because it's just, yeah, it's absolutely, you know, incredible show. And again, I've discovered so much great new music from from, from watching Later With Jules on and over the years. It's been, it's been fantastic. So when I get guests on, I like to ask them to make up like an imaginary mixtape, and, and I sort of yeah. drop the tracks that we talk about in between the chat, and I give you like some categories like to pick songs from so we'll do it on the fly sometimes there's preparation involved but yeah it's all good we can do it sometimes it's even better if we just do it on the fly so track one of the mixtape Jim is a song you put on your mixtape that's like an attention grabber that's going to kick it off and draw me in and make me want to listen to the rest of the tape so what would you put for as as that mate for track one Fugazi Waiting Room yeah love that love that track yeah they're, uh, they're I don't think I've seen them live Um, I've got a little sort of mental hit list of bands that I I want to see live and yeah, I think I might have missed out there over the years. But yeah, fantastic choice. Brilliant, brilliant track. And what is it sort of about that track, Jim, that you, you feel is like a sort of, you know, would grab attention?
1: It's just like that groove. It just kicks right in. You know, it kicks right in and it's got that groove and it's got, you know, when it builds up to that chorus, I don't know. It's just like one of the best written songs. I mean, I love Fugazi anyway, but that is just, a, a well-written
0: song, period. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And track two of your mixtape, Jim, is uh, a song that you sing loud and proud when you're on your own in the car or the shower, mate.
1: Honestly, I really love that song,
0: Chandelier. See ya. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, see, ya that's
0: again. a great one. That yeah, that's a superb it's choice. Such
1: a good. It's such a good chorus, and like. Yeah, I get I get down with that, but I do it privately for, for
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an absolute bang of that. I love that one. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good cover version of that by an Irish singer called Damien Rice. It's really good. There's barely any, there's barely any, it's just really sparse piano and, and vocals. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing cover that. Yeah. Act three, Jim, is pick your favorite cover version. Oh, that's a
1: tough one. And I you know what it's gonna I, I'm gonna mess this up because I don't know the name of the band so there is somebody covered a nine inch nails song this is why i should have done my homework okay not the johnny cash one not the john i mean that's like that's like a no-brainer obviously yeah, i know yeah yeah there's probably like the great like one of the greatest covers absolutely yeah um god damn what's the name of that and it's funny because the way I reference music would be impossible for most people to understand because it's like, oh, that's the one song that has that killer keyboard patch. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I don't, yeah, yeah. The, yeah.
1: the way I think about it is like, yeah. oh, I, I love that Nine Inch Nail song because of that one keyboard patch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's not in the cover, but damn it, I can't remember the name of the... Well, I'll have to pick another one. I mean, I think probably Hurt is is as good as it's going to get.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. i think. Um...
1: trying to think of a better cover. I mean, I think, you know, Joe Strummer doing Redemption Song maybe up there with that that level yeah. of like, holy shit, how can it be as good or better than the Bob Marley version? Obviously, the Bob Marley version is classic, but Joe Strummer's mm. is pretty ridiculously good. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe yeah, I'll go no. with that one. I gotta oh, that get, one, I gotta, yeah. yeah. I got to get Strummer Most in drummer. there somewhere. So.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And track four, Jim, I ask you to pick a song – that you wish you could have played to your 18-year-old self?
1: Holy cow. Jesus, man, that's a heavy question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's normally the one that needs the most thinking time. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to say, because, like, besides Chandelier, there's a song, you know, Wrecking Ball that Miley Cyrus sings? Yeah, yeah. So and and I realize those are songwriters that are writing that song. Mm. I don't think she wrote it necessarily, but either way, her version. I think when I was 18, I was so close-minded to to stuff outside of punk rock that yeah. I would have missed I would have missed stuff like that. I would have missed how well a song was written because I was living in my what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Mm. What I thought was the, you know, this is this is punk, this is what I am, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what I wear, this is what I listen mm. to. And I think I missed a lot of cool stuff that I would have I would have really loved to see. I mean, I didn't go to see the the Monsters of Rock tour because it was like too Do not fun. punk enough. You know, so yeah, I missed Faith yeah, yeah. More and Guns yeah. N' Roses and the I think right was the lineup. And my wife was at that show and she always like makes okay. fun of me for being too punk to go to like one of the greatest shows ever. So
0: <laughs> I think yeah. it would be
1: it would be something like that. You know, it would be like I would say Miley Cyrus wrecking ball because yeah. it's such a powerful it's just such a well-written song right and mm-hmm. her delivery is so spot on so yeah. yeah that's what i would and tell myself to get my head out of my ass that's what i would
0: do <laughs> it's a conversation i've had a couple of times i remember having a very very similar conversation with with a guy called trent from a perth punk band called last Quacker, and he said a very similar thing like he was at that age when he was just punk 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 and he couldn't look like outside of his outside of his lane sort of thing in terms of yeah. music and he really regretted that like in a similar way to to yourself like in terms of you know other genres and yeah I think I always think like pop gets a bit of a bad rap. There's obviously some amazing songwriters in the pop genre, but because it is pop, they don't get the kind of, you know, kudos or whatever that, you know, other yeah. musicians yeah. get who are seen as more sort of, I don't know, serious sort of, you know, musos. And I always think a good sign is yeah. Is when you when you strip a like when you do these like you know in Australia we have like a version and in London, in England they have the live Lounge where bands go on and do these cover versions of songs. When when they strip yeah. a pop song like right back, just to like chords and and vocals and it still sounds amazing. That's always yeah. a, a sign of a, an amazing song songwriting. Do you know what I mean? When it, when you yeah. can strip it back yeah. like that and it's still and, and you haven't got all the bells and whistles dressing it up. And it still sounds amazing. That's always a sign of a, of a well-written pop song for Absolutely. me, for sure. Um, track five, Jim, is we've all done it over the years. I'm sure, I'm sure you have as well. And um, when you make up a mixtape and you put on a song to let the listener know that you're sort of, you know, romantically interested, you know, you're trying to woo them, what would be a song that you would pick for that? Luckiest by Ben Folds. Oh. You know what? That's that's one of mine and my ex-wife's songs so I've I've had to let that go now that that (laughs) was that that was at our wedding as well it was it was in the running it was in the running for our like sort of first dance at our wedding we didn't we went with Van Morrison in the end but yeah it it, it annoys me that because it's such an amazing song it Um, is yeah but you lost
1: lost it in the divorce (laughs) I did
0: I did mate yeah I've had this thing going on where because we obviously were together for for a long time like 15 odd years and music was a massive thing in our relationship. Like we met sort of in, in a mutual group of friends going to gigs in London and music was always like a huge thing in our lives. And and when we yeah. split, I, I made up a list. So I had a white list, a black list and a grey list. So white list, that's my stuff that, yeah. that, I, that I want. I'm keeping and there's no way I'm giving that back. Then the black list was like, you know, Ed Sheeran, Adele, Matchbox 20. Do you know what I mean, that was like her stuff. And then in the middle... Right. There's this grey list that that I'm fighting for still, like Paolo, Paolo Nutini and you know bands like that, and I'm trying to attach new memories to those artists sure. to, to to try yeah. and like yeah sort of take them away. But yeah, no, yeah, Ben Folds is long gone, mate. It's, it's 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 brick now. Brick by Ben <laughs> Folds is one. Is that the one that I associate there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, and finally, Jim. Track six of your mixtape, and I always do this when I when I make up a compilation or I play it with someone. Something a little bit left field, a little bit obscure, maybe a B side or an album track, or you know something just a little bit sort of out there. I feel like i'm I'm going to bring
1: it. I'm going to book in this with Fugazi because they right. have they have a song called Sweet and Low, which is an instrumental song mm-hmm. that I used to yeah. play in the tour van on repeat until the point where people would just scream at me. to turn it off because i would play it i just love that song so much but it's like yeah it is i'm gonna bookend it with fugazi and that's that's what i'm gonna do and i think it's a killer song that that doesn't get the love it deserves because it's you know instrumentals are usually a little bit
0: less listened to right but
1: man what a ridiculous groove
0: i'm not familiar with that one but one of the things i like doing about like about doing this show is discovering new new music like that like you know people Come on with their recommendations, and especially people like yourself. It's you know, it's amazing for me to just to be able to sit here and think your brains about what music you like and what you're into, and I discover so much new stuff that way. It's so so good. Yeah. Okay, Jim, thanks so much for coming on the show, mate. Safe travels down under. I'm really looking forward to see you at the Rosemount Hotel, 23rd of May. It's metropolistouring.com for tickets for that. And yeah, thanks a lot, Jim. And I hope you hope you collarbone heals soon, mate. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem, man. You too, mate. See you later. See you later. That was the Mixtape Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to jump up to the top of the page and smash that follow button and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode or follow me on Instagram at The Mixtape Perth. Until the next time.